Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Yeah, you already know what it is. Once again, this is number one up-and-coming brand-new professional wrestling podcast in the New York City tri-state area, East Coast, West Coast, and pretty soon all over the world. This is the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. So proud once again to say what up, though. I'm your host, Sean H., and we have another major guest in store for you tonight on this holiday weekend. July 5th, 2018. Before we get started, as always, I got to definitely let y'all know where to find all your web development and web platform needs. The game doesn't change, y'all. When you want the best, you got to go out and get the best. And the very best is at hashcrea.com. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com. Hashcrea.com. Because we love tech yo once again i welcome you to the hubbardwrestlingweekly.com podcast and it's going to be a really really cool show that we have in store for you coming off of a beautiful fourth of july holiday and going into a holiday weekend really excited to be talking to this gentleman on the show tonight a couple weeks ago i had a chance to talk to his significant other a very good, young, up-and-coming professional wrestling manager by the name of Felicia Rose. And uh, it was really a dope interview. Make sure you check that out on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com as well as iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The same platforms that this very interview you're hearing right now are located. Because uh, today we got the homie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he is definitely on top of his game. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear him talk about it right about now. He's all up and down the East Coast, wrestling all over the country, even into the Midwest. He has a big XWF World Championship match coming up against TJ Marconi. He's all over the place. Like I said, yeah, it's your boy, Jay George. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, it's your boy. Jay George up in the building, man. Thank you so much for having me on, bro. Really uh, appreciate Anytime I get asked to do podcasts, especially when you got a new brand, you're trying to grow up and coming. So let's, you know what I mean? Let's try to do this thing right. That's what it is, man. Yo, we only want the best on, on this show. So it's super dope to have you. And we're going to jump right into it, man. Listen, I was at the NYC event. Uh, it was all a dream back in April. Came back and covered the event for the website again in the month of June. Forget Richard Die Trying. You were successful in both events. You and Felicia Rose are killing it right now. You on the inside, her on the outside. But listen, before we get into what you're doing right now, you know what I'm saying? I want to talk about what brought you to the game. What made you fall in love with the industry and what brought you to where you're at today? Basically, man, I, it's a, for me, it's a story as old as time. Uh, 
just for as long as long as I remember, just something that uh, as soon as I started watching wrestling, I was uh, immediately enthralled by it. And I mean, I don't know. It's pretty much, uh, pretty much, it comes down to the fact that there was uh, never any uh, question on my mind or any doubt on my mind that you know this is uh, what I was all about. This is what I like. This is what uh, inspired me. This is what fueled me. You know, it was always like that for as long as I could, uh, as long as I can remember. Yo, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just keeping it a buck. Yeah, I, I feel you, dog. I feel you. I mean, the thing for me, man, is like I said, from watching you from ringside, shout out to El Ray all day for allowing uh, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly to cover the NYC event. We'll be back on August 10th. The thing I noticed about you is like the charisma is off the page, my dude. Like, you know, you are really taking the crowd on a ride every, sing- every single time you come out. And the thing about it is, my G, you're, you're a heel, but yet... I think the fans don't know what to do with you because they dig you, but then at the same time they remember, oh yeah, I'm supposed to hate this guy. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think a lot, especially from what you've been seeing at NYC, is um, a lot of it was kind of uh, ambiguous. It was kind of left up in the air because there's like it was weird because like the first, I think the first NYC show, the first official one, uh, I was a good guy. Okay. But I did, you know, I, it was just weird not, but it was weird the way everything kind of played out because like I was a good guy, but then you had Felicia in there doing the thing where, you know, she was, uh, she was acting shady on me with the, with the other dude and she brought a sign for him. Right. So I called her out but, and, you know, she had, she had a bunch of her people out there. So like, you know, they naturally booed me for it. But then at the end of the day, we ended up being... We we ended up being the shady ones together because I, you know, she she was uh, caught in the dude for me, so I did cheat to win. So yeah, no doubt. You know, so it's it's been a, uh, I, and, and I think that's just part of how wrestling is nowadays too. I think a lot of it is uh, people uh, pick and choose who they want to cheer or boo or whatever. Um, I look at it like this, man. Uh, as far as NYC is concerned, I'm just in it to win it. You know what I mean? I'm in there to to wrestle with the best guys they got, and uh, doesn't matter if the fans are with it or not. It's, uh, it's you know what I mean. It's, it's it's time to collect this paper. That's what's up, yo. Speaking of collecting paper, man. Listen, I, I back in week two of this show, I got a chance to sit down and talk with El Ray all day, Jarell Arroyo, uh, the the proprietor of NYC Pro Wrestling. He told me an interesting story that I'd like you to elaborate on. It really showed a lot about your grind and about your hustle. I don't want to misquote him, but I'm a paraphrase. He basically told the show and told the listeners that because I brought you up and I said, yo, I thought you were dope. I thought Felicia was dope. I thought the angle was dope. And he was basically saying, yeah, you know, Jay George basically pulled up. You know what I'm saying? He was grinding. He was hungry. And he was like, yo, what you got for me? You know what I'm saying? And basically kind of just use your intuitiveness, use your, your, your hunger to get booked on the show. And it was popping. So, like, tell us a little more about that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so originally the uh, I was supposed to be on the first uh, creator die show that was that took place in New Jersey. Okay. And at the time, I just I was I had like a injury, not a big one, just like I just wasn't going to be able to perform at my best or whatever, you know. And so yeah, and not only that, but I also had to like my schedule was pretty erratic at that time mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on and unfortunately like when Jarrell reached out to me for that show I was like I, I, I can't do it I'm gonna 
I might have to be here, and I got an injury. And I felt like I blew my chance there. So when the second show came around, and I knew he, uh, and I and I messaged him a couple times about it. And then, you know, his tone had changed, and it felt like uh, I'd missed the boat. And that's because that's how wrestling is, man. I mean, he knows better than anyone. I mean, that's just how the system is in wrestling, you know. Like, yeah. it's all about t- timing. It's all about the right place, right time. How many guys you've seen over the years about to get a big push, and all of a sudden they get an injury, and then you never, you know, then they just fall down the ladder. No, that's a fact. So, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So... I knew I wasn't gonna miss my shot the second uh, the, the second show they were running, and I knew it was gonna be a permanent thing. So your boy had to uh, had to get on that hustle, man, and that's just how it is, bro. Like I, I'm especially now that mindset of like you gotta show up and you gotta be ready to work, and it's you know, and I I applied that to not just NYC but other other places, you know, like WrestleMania weekend in Orlando a couple years ago, I. I was uh, supposed to be on the show, and then they didn't have any room for me. There was this big battle royal. Okay. And everybody's coming out together, and I'm looking around. Promoter's kind of distracted. It's a big show, a lot of moving pieces. I'm thinking to myself, what's the worst? You know what I mean? I'm out here to wrestle. So, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and put, <laughs> put myself in the match. And, uh, you know, it's not advice I would give to younger guys or whatever, but, like, yeah, you got to... You got, you got to show up and you got to show that you're hungry. And, you know what I mean? You can't be denied. Well, I, I don't think there's going to be any denial when it comes to you, my dude. Like I said, you know, from an objective reporter standpoint, like, I'm, this website is new. It's, it's, it's already popping. I'm really excited about it, especially with guests like yourself. But I've been a wrestling fan for over 25 years, even at, you know, in my early 30s. I've been a wrestling fan for over two-thirds of my life. You have it, bro. Yeah. And I'm saying that because... Like I said, it's the classic anti-hero. Now, you just gave a backstory about how things went in April, and that's all good. But I got to stick to my guns, man, and tell you what I was feeling when you came out. You know, it was it was classic anti-hero. It was one of those deals where it was like, even after the swerve, even after you showed that you were doing a little shady stuff with Felicia, you still got cheers. Like, you got booed. Like, your objective was, was met. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it was like, yo, I like this guy. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, bro, absolutely, man, and, you know, like, uh, it, uh you know, it's that energy, and, uh, regardless of what I'm supposed to be, I try to be magnetic out there and gravitate the people, because I think that, I mean, that's what did it for me, bro, like, uh, I think we're about the same, uh, age range, so, like, we grew up watching the same stuff, we were introduced to the same things, but, like, right. the first time I ever... It, which is actually weird, you know, he recently passed away, my first, like, real introduction to wrestling before i even knew what wrestling was i had this uh vader action figure and i remember it was like my coolest uh action figure that i had i didn't even know who he was or what wrestling was and nice I, nice by chance i tune in yeah by chance i tune into tv and i and i and i see this guy come out face paint and uh it was sting and i was like whoa whoa this is nuts and i remember calling my friend immediately like yo turn to this channel you have to watch this and then a few years later the moment that changed my life forever was watching uh Kane out there and these guys were very magnetic uh individuals because of their look and the way they carried themselves and I always you know and then growing up you know after that watching guys like Rick Flair and Randy Savage that that was always a goal for me to be uh magnetic in the same way that they were because I think that 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 goes the the farthest way over anything else 
Listen, you mentioned Randy Savage and Ric Flair, man. Listen, those are two of the greatest to ever do it. Ric Flair is arguably the best of all time. Macho, you got a little bit of Macho Man in you, dog. Like, I, I was noticing that, too. It's funny you brought that up. It seems like you have a little Randy Savage in you. Am I off base when I say that? No, not at all, man. I was always one of the wrestlers I wanted to, uh, I guess, emulate or kind of, uh, you know, just uh, just be like in the sense of like, that was, you know, he was always, because I'll never be as big as Hulk Hogan, but, uh, you know, I could definitely be as, as uh, outrageous as Macho Man was. That's what's up. I remember back in the 80s, man, you know, it was always said that even when Macho was champ, uh, one of the greatest champions to ever do it, he was always considered 1A to Hogan's 1, you know what I'm trying to say? But I don't think you have to take a backseat to anybody, my dude. Like, I think what you and Felicia have as a combined un unit, as well as you individually, are really, it's it's a product I think the fans will buy. I know I bought in, I know the fans bought in at NYC. Let's get back to NYC in a minute, because I realized that you were on the road actually recently, and I know you've been all over the country especially up and down the East Coast. Tell us what you've been doing outside of NYC, and then we'll get we'll get back to NYC in a little bit. I just, same deal, bro, like uh, going out to different places. Uh, out, I've been out in the Midwest. I've been uh, up and down, like, Virginia and Maryland and uh, Florida, up, up all, all up the East Coast in New England and stuff. And uh, recently I've been doing some stuff upstate. Um, for this new promotion called Wild Joe Wrestling, and even this past weekend, actually, uh, Felicia and myself got to got to make our debut at CZW. I've been uh, training there a bit and uh, nice. doing their Dojo War man. shows, which is like their uh, kind of it's like their NXT, their developmental show. But they have their main. I made it onto their main show ring announcing over. I didn't get to wrestle, but uh, I got to I got to be in front of the crowd and I got to do some stuff with the crowd and. Uh, you know, that was like a dream come true because, I mean, you know, growing up, that's like, uh, that's one of the places you heard about uh, as a kid. Because that was like, for me, really, that was my first exposure to the Indies because, you know, I was, by the time I was really full-fledged wrestling, ECW was already about to head out. And, you know, the, the, the system was changing to that. So, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment. And, uh yeah, man, I've just been doing that, and I'm looking to do... I've done some international stuff in the past, up in Canada and Mexico, and I'm looking to uh, go back to one of those areas or maybe even uh, overseas at some point during the summer. That's what's up, man. Well, we wish you nothing but the best. Listen, I want to get into a portion of the show that um, we've been doing for the past three or four weeks with guests like, you know, Ivy Roman and last week with you know, the great Steve Mack. Our Twitter followers at Hub Wrestling have really reached out to me. Every time I announce a show, I get a flood of tweets, which is dope, about our guests that's coming up. And you are no exception to that. So I do have a couple of Twitter questions if you're uh, game to answer. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, that's what's up. So we have... Lisa McKnight from, you were talking about Canada, that's why it kind of came to my mind. Lisa McKnight from Montreal says that she likes the dynamic that you and Felicia bring to the ring together. How far do you feel that partnership going, and do you feel like jealousy could end up breaking you guys up? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know what she means in terms of uh, jealousy. I don't know. Uh, okay, well, let me let me um, clarify because I mean, I, I can't clarify on her behalf. But the reason why I thought it was a dope question, um, I can mm-hmm. only I can only speak from what I think she meant by that, which is, yeah, you know, does. like if you're popping, and she's popping, it's all good, or. You know, if, if y'all are coming out together and it's all working, it's all good. Which is working right now. It's working like a charm, right? But God forbid, God forbid you have like a Sable Mark Merrill situation or vice versa. You know, do you feel mm-hmm. like that could potentially be a problem in the future? Yeah. So, I mean, to kind of just cover all bases with it. So, like, uh, as far as, so, like, it, her as a person, personality or whatever online, like, even though I've been uh, wrestling for like five years now, she's got a bigger following than I do online. That's just that's just a fact. Okay. You know what I mean? If she's not even a wrestler, so like, I she technically in a sense she's always been more. Uh, she still she's probably sold more T-shirts than I've sold. She's probably, you know, like I said, she's she has much a much uh, higher presence online than I do. Um, so like, I, I've never really. And I'm I'm very smart to I, I would not well whatever yes I'm very smart to the idea of like how this business works and what what this is about so like that's never bothered me so like in the sense of like oh if she's more popular than me would I be jealous probably not no because you know that's just what it is as far as what the other thing you asked yeah I'm actually very uh I'm I, I'm again I watch how these storylines work bro like I've seen it for the past twenty something years. Where you like you said, Sable Mark Merrow, uh, Kevin Sullivan and his wife. Right. Like you see th- these things happen, and then you see what ha- like the, so like the Kevin Sullivan thing happened. Like he, he and he booked that. He was the guy that wrote that storyline. He essentially broke his own divorce by wow. you know by accident. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, no, I would be very careful. And like Felicia, from what she's told me, she. She doesn't have any interest in doing this outside of other than to be with me and to help me out, you know. And uh, I'm not afraid. I'm like, I'm man enough to admit and uh, I'm not afraid to say that, like, uh, I'm not, like, I'm not afraid to use her in that sense. You know, she she wants to help me and I'm not dumb. I'm not going to reject the idea that maybe some promoters uh, are more interested in using her than me, but I, they know we come as a package deal. Um... But I'm like, hey, listen, man, it's, it's this is business. So like, if, if it gets my foot in the door somewhere, I'm gonna use it. And you know, it, I was already in NYC, but they suggested bringing her in with me, and I, you know, I said sure. And like, I never, uh, you know, that that's not. I don't think that would be an issue. But yeah, I'm very very careful with people like promoting uh, storylines where uh, they want to split us up or do whatever because I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go for that at all. Cause, like. I know how those things end up, and yeah, I'm I'm trying to be more uh, I'd be more cautious about that stuff, you know. As far as I'm concerned, that you know, that's my Elizabeth, that's my Sherry, and uh, nice. Uh, he was protective. He was protective of of his, you know, he was protective of uh, of, of his wife and stuff. And uh, I I want to take that thing because you know it's just like she's not a she's not a worker. She's not formally trained, so like. Uh, you know, she trusts me and helping a guide her, and uh, she does, she wouldn't she wouldn't want to do something without me or would do it alone where she has to like figure it out there because you know some places are disorganized and they might not give the 
give her the full direction. And, you know, and again, she, she doesn't know every nuance of how this works. So, like, it's better. I always felt like it's... And as an as a actual act, we worked... We, I think we worked very really well together. And I think there's still a lot of things we could do as far as, like, how far we could see this going. I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, different things we could do with this and really make this into a big act. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you guys are well on your way. I told Felicia, I told Felicia during the course of our interview a couple of weeks ago that I think you guys are gold. So I see you guys going super far. I think your answer to that question was, was right on the money, and I salute you for that. Let's get to another one. Um, we have Marianne from trying to read this correctly. Marianne from Los Angeles. Shout out to California. Uh, she says, Jay George, I think your charisma is second to none. I think it's going to take you very far. Where do you get your inspiration? So obviously that taps into what we were talking about a little bit earlier, but, you know, just to address Marianne's question. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I recognize there's definitely a lot of different inspirations, like I, I mentioned. And some of it would be weird. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of different elements because I pick there's so many different things like there's from a character like a guy like Roddy Piper to you know um, someone like Chris Jericho or and then I go as far as the spectrum of guy like the Great Muda or Sabu there's like there are a lot of different moving pieces and uh, but those there's a, a huge grid of guys like that that I, I get inspired from and sometimes. It comes from places I would have never even thought of, you know, because like when you get into wrestling or whatever and they ask you questions like, oh, who do you want to be like or what inspires you? You know, oh, yeah, Macho Man, Ric Flair. Those are, you know, those were my first thoughts. But then as I wrestled over the years, I start realizing like, oh, wait, I kind of like sometimes I'm kind of like a Bret, I, I have a lot of inspiration from Bret Hart in some ways, you know, like it's weird. Oh, um, Jeff Hardy. Who like I was never a crazy fan of as a kid. I was always more of a Matt Hardy guy. I find like a lot of things from Jeff Hardy like creeping into me, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know. It's like I never I can't really help it or explain it. It just feels right for me, so I just go with it. But yeah, so it's it's to, to answer that question, it's it's a huge. There, I made I actually made a graph like all these different wrestlers and. They're all like in different categories, you know. Oh, that's dope. So, like, that's dope. Yeah, I like it's that. weird. Yeah, yeah, because there's like the craziness of like a Bruiser Brody or Sabu, but then there's the uh, showmanship of like a Chris Jericho or Ric Flair, you know. And then there's like the uh, in your it's Smash Mouth in your face style of a guy like Steve Austin, or you know what I mean. There's it's just so many different Terry. I can name a bunch of people. Terry Funk, even. You know, it goes from a guy like Terry Funk to also like a guy like The Miz, you know, and uh, that that speaks to me being unpredictable and me being uh, very uh, a, a very adaptable wrestler because I feel like I could do and I could adapt to any style and I could match up with any style. So, yeah. well, that's really that's really dope. Eddie Guerrero was Eddie Guerrero is another one too, you know, so it's like. A huge, a huge list, man. It's a huge list for sure. Well, you're naming you're naming some of the greatest of all time. So those are those are darn good inspirations to have, my G. Like I, I respect you for that. That's dope. Yeah, man. I gotta also shout out uh, 
McFoley and all his characters are now. So it's like I said, it's yeah. I love I love wrestling so much, and I've been watching it for as long as uh as I can remember. So it's always there's always going to be different like things I can pick up from it. Yo, how cool is it when Mick Foley came out as all three characters at the 1998 Royal Rumble? How dope was that? I I love it. I that was those one of the best moments, and when he did the uh, interview with uh, all three characters too. You remember that? Oh, absolutely. Oh my God, classic stuff, man. I mean, I, I mean, the best stuff too is like when he would also like he did it twice with Triple H, where you know. He was like, no, nah, mankind's not enough. I got to bring out Cactus Jack. And yeah. then, like, everybody goes crazy for it. Oh, I love it. Yo, I got to tell you, it's funny you brought that up because I'm going to dig into that for a couple of seconds. I'm going to tell you how mad I was in the year 2000 when Mick Foley was Cactus Jack for the Royal Rumble against Triple H for the and title. He, he should have not lost uh, that match. He should have yeah, not. He I, deserved I to win I, that match. Yeah, no, but that's. That's kind of, I think, what makes uh, Triple H's matches so good is because of stuff like... Because, in, I mean, I think... I agree, he probably... Should, like, at the time, I wanted Mick Foley to win so bad, but I think when you look at the bigger picture, it was to set up for The Rock in, uh, after WrestleMania, but, like, I, that that idea of, like, Triple H, like... that To me, that's what makes his matches so great is because people get so caught up in the idea of, like, oh, well, Triple H always wins. But you know, then he always like he th- always he's so good at using that to throw curveball on his matches. But yeah, dude, I I was so in, in, enthralled by that storyline and stuff. And then he retired the next uh, oh, the next man. month in the Hell in a Cell. So cool, so cool. Do you think that um? And w- you know, I remember. What's up? Do you think WWE did the right thing by uh, rolling with The Rock uh, facing the Big Show the next month, even though him hitting the floor first was was not on purpose? Yeah, I don't know. I like that WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania 2000, and I remember the one thing about that WrestleMania is that there was not, I think, except for the women's match, there was not a singles one singles match on the show. Everything was like a multi-man match. Exactly. So like, I would have just done, uh, I would have done uh, The Rock and Triple H, because that I would have just done, you know, what they did at Backlash. I would have just done that. I would have just done that match. A month earlier, just have because I think the Rock won the next month anyway. So yeah, they should just I, they should have just gone with Rock and Triple H. I don't think they needed to, but then they got. I think they had the idea of doing the all the all the McMahon's in every quarter. That was like the big yeah, that was thing. the big selling point exactly. Yo, you're taking me back right now, yo. That was that was good stuff. That was good stuff. But I can go, I can go all day with the classics. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, you got some classic classics to make in your future, man. I, I have no doubt about that. Yo, let's switch gears a little bit, man. I gotta. T- I want you to tell the people because I gotta touch on this because, I mean, your entrance music, dog. Like your entrance music, it's so unique to what's going on in 2018. Tell us how you came up, what you came up with for the old school throwback. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super dope. Tell us about how you came up with the concept of your particular entrance music. So, like, uh, a, lot, a lot of it, like you just said, of, it's of 2018 and stuff. It's it's the theme music, I think, now more than ever, is like a, a big part of introducing your character and what you're about. 
and it's a good also it's a good way to get the crowd into you whatever so yeah no so i i was always i was looking for that right right theme music and i used the uh for those that don't know i used the the rick astley uh never gonna give you love and and uh to me it's, it's i mean it's a great song and it's catchy and everything people can play along to it but it also fits my character in the sense of what that song represents of like you know it's, it became over the years that became the big uh the, the big meme right that was like you would get with world if you clicked on the youtube link and you started going to watch a video and then you know and it's still to this day it's still like it's still in that culture so I, it's like all the generations know the song and um it's, it just makes sense for me to use it because i like to people say i like to troll people and um you know i like to the, the, just it just fits and also the message of the song also fits because it represents my love for wrestling now that I'll, you know, I'm never going to give it up. I'll never, I don't want to let it down and, you know, all, that, all, all of that jazz. And I, and I like to, and I like to, I always wanted, oh, okay, so, so this is the other part. Remember we were talking about like inspirations and how they can come from random spaces. Absolutely. One day it was like, it was like late and I'm watching uh, our truce entrance and I started thinking to myself, I was like, this guy has probably one of the best entrances like ever in wrestling. It's so amazing because it's just it's uh, so good. I love our two centuries. So like I uh I was like, yeah, I was basically I was like, I'm just gonna do our two centuries, but you know, I'm gonna sing my I'm gonna sing my song out to the ring, you know. Uh Road Dog too, it was like a mix of Road Dog and R Truth because Road Dog used to sing uh when he was with Jeff Jarrett, you remember that? Absolutely the split up. Absolutely. It was he was when he was the real double double J, he used to sing the song. So like with my baby was, tonight, like, with my it. baby tonight. Yeah, which is so like which is funny too. Was my first ever entrance in wrestling was singing that song because um my uh, my trainers it was a student show. They were gonna they were gonna play with my baby tonight like as a joke mm-hmm. and like as a as a rib on me. And I had the mic in my hand, and then like they started playing the song, and I was like. Oh yeah, no, I started singing along to it because I was I was already in the mood for it. So yeah, so it was always it was that was always like in my head of doing something like that. And now I have like a little uh, uh, speech promo thing I do with my uh, entrance, which makes part of my entrance. So anywhere I go, I can, I have a little mic time, you know. And it's basically like uh, Road Dog or uh, Enzo's intro they do, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually very proud of the fact that I'm able to put it together. I did a little bit of it just now, and I'm, you've seen it at, at NYC. Yeah, yo, take it from me to all my listeners out there. Jay George, his ring entrance is seconds to none. This dude is super charismatic. He's got the music going. He's got the swagger going. He's got Felicia with him. It's popping. It's popping. Just take it from me, man. You're doing your thing. Thank you, bro. I really, really appreciate that, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. We're about to wrap this thing up, man. But before we do, because this has been a really quick 35, 40 minutes, I'm actually surprised the time went by so fast. We're having a lot of fun here. I, I want to give you a chance to kind of just give a little bit more background on your relationship with Felicia. Not the ins and outs, no, not anybody's business, but just, you know, basically <laughs> the, 
the the dynamic that brought you two together as far as what I believe to be really the next big couple in professional wrestling. Just maybe if not the details, just a little bit about what it means to you because I sense that you guys are very close and I think it's really dope. So just tell the people a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when she first uh, hopped onto the scene and, you know, was getting a lot of attention online and stuff, I was like one of the first people to reach out to her. And, you know, I was, I was, I mean, I was into her right away. The, uh, her punk rock attitude and her style, the way she carried herself, her, you know, all of that was instantly, I mean, she was also the type of girl that I like, um, you know, uh, you know, those Italian women, uh, but, uh, I can dig it. no, no, she was, she, <laughs> um, she, she has that, that Latin, uh, that, that Latin, uh, attitude and temper, but yeah, no, she, I was instantly drawn into her or whatever. So we went back and forth as friends for like, uh, a year, about a year or so. And one day she had a, a Christmas party and I, I, my, you know, I didn't have anybody, uh, Spend the holidays with everybody else was away on on vacation and stuff. So mm-hmm. I went I went out to her her place. We met. We hit it off instantly. Like we were you know we were we connected very well. So we always just had uh, that uh, chemistry and we always vibed very well together. Um, so yeah, no, I mean she means a lot to me. She does. She, she inspires me and motivates me to be better. And she's always always believed in me. So I mean that. That's kept the fuel alive for me, you know, especially times where uh, I I didn't believe in myself or whatever. She was there to believe in me and push me along. And, and anytime some project like this comes up that can potentially help me, she's always absolutely sure to do it. You know, she's like, yeah, let's do it. Well, I just got to say so from an outsider's perspective that, you know, there's some relationships in wrestling where you could just see there's a little bit of fakeness and there's a little bit of, you know, smoke screen, but I can tell you guys are the real deal. So, uh, from all of us here at HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, myself personally, because I have gotten a chance to talk to Felicia off the air, as I had a chance to talk to you before this show off the air. You know, I wish you guys nothing but the, the best in your personal and professional lives. Absolutely. I, and I also just want to say, like, the fact, like, who she is and how she is, you know, that uh, her personality and she's very, uh, obviously, sexually open person and she's, uh, you know, it, it, she gets a lot of attention and stuff and does. It, it's never, it's helped me become a better person and, and kind of keeping myself in check and it's taught me not to be so uh, jealous and paranoid and stuff um, outside, obviously, the wrestling storyline stuff, but, like, yeah, no, it's it's she's that, and I and I think that goes. That it's just a message to all, the, to all the fellas out there, like to to keep that in mind when dealing with the girl. If you get jealous that she's uh, posting certain things online or she acts a certain way like that, like if you have tr- trust and communication, is like the most important thing to have. And she's um, we've been very good with establishing that. And it's it's it may, it's made things a lot easier to deal with for sure. See, this is the reason, ladies and gentlemen, why this show is going to be super huge. And this is why we're getting such a positive response. Because not only do you get the very best in professional wrestling, both mainstream and independent, you also get relationship advice from the homie Jay George. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I never thought I'd be giving uh, relationship advice out, but here we are. Nah, but it's, it's, a, it's a good thing, man. Listen, I want to thank you, man, um, for coming on the show 
you, you've been really cool to work with today. Um, you know, today being, uh, the debut of your show this coming Thursday. We're, we're, I'm so looking forward to letting the, the world hear this. And if you're listening to it right now, that means the world is listening. So I'm sure they're enjoying this, man. I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, come and talk to the people, man. Yeah, I got to thank you for having me on. And obviously you got people um, sending questions from all over the country and all over the, the world and stuff. So it looks like you're on your way to bigger and better things. Absolutely, man. I look forward to seeing you August 10th at NYC. Please tell the people where else they can find you, uh, not only as far as your travel schedule, but also your social media. Uh, I am at jgeorge489. That's J-G-E-O-R-G-E-489. That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm on YouTube. Search jgeorge. Uh, my Facebook as well, uh, facebook.com slash jgeorge e. And I, I got a lot of great content out there and coming out and dropping. I mean, well, this would be, this is already going to be out, but I'm dropping a, a promo for my upcoming appearance this Sunday in Richfield Park for Battle, uh, Wrestlers Laboratory in Richfield Park, Sunday, July 8th. I got, um, the world's. A world record. I broke a world record recently for the longest promo ever recorded. That's on my Facebook page. I nice. have a sp- uh, four hours to spare. You can go ahead and watch that. I've got, um, like I said, I got Wrestlers Lab coming up. Boys of Wrestling's Ultimate Survival, July 14th, as well as Capital Wrestling the same day. So if you're in Hoboken, New Jersey, you can catch that. If not, you're in New York. You want to head out to Staten Island and catch Warriors Wrestling. Um, and on July 21st, I got an SWF heavyweight title match against TJ Marconi. So I, a lot of cool stuff happening in July. If you're in South Jersey, every Wednesday, you can catch me in Warheats, New Jersey for CZW Dojo Wars. So I'm, I'm all over the place as I try to be. Yo, the homie J. George is a busy man. Listen, don't beat up my friend, uh, you know, TJ Marconi too much, man. That's my boy from way back. He's, he's already hurting, bro, so it might be easy picking. So we'll see. Well, I guess we're going to have to just wait and see. I know the public is definitely interested in seeing the outcome of that. I know I am, too. I've known TJ, like I said, for a long time, many years. I know he's going to bring the heat. I know you're going to bring the heat. And that's going to be an epic XWF championship encounter. I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that. I'm looking forward to seeing what you bring to the table August 10, 2018 at NYC Protect Your Neck. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens uh, the rest of the way with you and Felicia Rose as you guys continue your rise in the industry. I know you guys are going to do great things. Yo, it's been an epic show. So that's uh, that's it for us this week. You know what I'm saying? We're wrapping this thing up. We're about to shut it down for this week. But we'll be right back here next Thursday at 8.30 p.m. right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The show premieres every week at that time. But don't even worry about it if you missed the show when it first premieres and debuts you always know you can go to google play you can go to itunes and you can go to stitcher you can listen to us on demand download us on demand and check us out anytime you want this is the hubbardwrestlingweekly.com podcast and we're bringing the very best in the world of professional wrestling so once again for the final time this week we'll be talking to you next week i'm your boy sean h He's Jay George, and this is the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. We'll holla at you. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com.
home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, the very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.